When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, this is Josie Young with Affirmation Pod, your home for personal development. And welcome to the first worksheet episode of Affirmation Pod. As I announced last week, the next eight months of content for Affirmation Pod will have a theme for each month. And this month, which is the month of May 2016 when it's being published, is on core beliefs. Yes, we're diving deep right off the bat, but I believe it's really, really important because core beliefs, well, they're like what the ground you stand on is made of. Now, a little background on the inspiration behind this series is that I originally started with giving the worksheets to my email list one at a time and eventually made that into giving it to them all at once in one workbook. But I've always gotten feedback about them that they're open-ended, they're simple to the naked eye, but then they can be challenging to fill out. And, and so episodes based off of them or a question list or something that matches the content would really help with completing them. So, so I thought this would be a nice time. Go through the eight worksheets month by month and have episodes related to the topic in the rest of the weeks of that month. Okay, let's talk about core beliefs. First of all, I don't expect that after you listen to this episode, your core beliefs are going to shift and change and you're going to become this brand spanking new person. That's impossible. But my hope for this episode is that it gets your mind moving and thinking about the stuff and that you start identifying your core beliefs and areas and ways it can shift and change. Some of you, a 10, 15 degree shift in your core beliefs will have huge benefit in your life. For some of you, those core beliefs need to do a 180. And so it really is about you thinking and reflecting. And I have a worksheet, which I'll share with you at the end of the episode that I've designed to help you. I want to make three points before I go through the worksheet myself so you can hear how I've been doing this. First, I want to really emphasize how important our core beliefs are to recognize our beliefs become our thoughts, which become our feelings, which become reality. And an example of this is a client I had. I don't use real names in any of my episodes, but I'm going to call her Krista. And even though many, 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 and the one, the example I'm going to use is from my childhood, many, many, most probably uh, core beliefs are from when we were kids, generally because they match the world we were in back then. But now as adults, we create experiences and reality that match our beliefs. Well, Krista, hers wasn't actually from childhood necessarily. We didn't go too much in that direction with her. Her core beliefs were, I'm not acceptable. I'll be rejected, hurt, and dismissed. And she is someone who got married in her 20s, divorced in her 30s, didn't really feel that she recovered from her divorce until her 40s, and she came in to see me in her 50s. And I remember one of the things she came in and said was, Josie, you wouldn't believe how thin I used to be. Now, she'd come in 
with a number of issues, but one of them was obesity. And in her words, Krista actually said, I like being fat because it's a great excuse for not being in a relationship. And we unpacked that around core beliefs. And she said, yeah, I'm fat, so I'm not acceptable. And this protects me because if I'm in a relationship, I'll be rejected, hurt, and dismissed. So did you follow all that? Her core belief of I'm not acceptable, I'll be rejected, hurt, and dismissed led to a reality of being overweight, which on the one hand, she didn't like, but on the other hand, she did like because it lined up with her belief that she wasn't acceptable. And so if we take that a step further, she would say, fat people are not acceptable. And that takes me to the next point. So my first point is, it's important to recognize beliefs travel through us all the way to our reality. The second point I want to make is your core beliefs are not necessarily truths. Often they can be flat out lies, right? So for Krista, to think that anyone who's not at their weight that they want to be at is unacceptable or anyone who's obese or overweight is not acceptable. Well, that's not true. (laughs) Someone may not be happy with their weight, but that doesn't mean they're not acceptable. And of course, that's a reminder that some of our core beliefs don't just come from childhood. They might come from society. They might come from the culture that you live in. So please remember your core beliefs are not necessarily truths, and some of them are flat out lies. Now, my last point here, before I go to the worksheets, is to say trying on a different core belief will start a fight. (laughs) It really will. Meaning that your old beliefs won't go down without a fight. They've been there for so long. They are so ingrained in you. This This isn't as simple as getting a new hairstyle, right? This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. You know, the busyness of life can really distract us from facing and dealing with things we know we need to be facing and dealing with. The busyness of life can also be the perfect excuse to just not go there. Even when you know you're bottling it up and you're seeing how it affects you in a negative way, what's been helpful for me is to have a contained set time to address not just the issues, but the experiences I'm going through right now that are difficult to talk about, difficult to identify. I do this while I'm walking. I do this while I'm sitting and journaling. I also do this when I meet with my BetterHelp therapist. If you've got things you've been holding inside and you want a set space and time outside of the busyness of your day to go there, give BetterHelp a try. It's all online and they make it easy to schedule or reschedule as needed. You just fill out a quick questionnaire and that matches you with a licensed therapist. If you want to switch therapists at any time, you can, for no extra charge, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash affirmation today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash affirmation. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this episode today. This episode is brought to you by Air Doctor. We take about 20,000 breaths a day. Boy, I wish I could say it's clean air, but it can have so many different pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores. And according to the EPA, the air we breathe indoors is at least two to five times more polluted than the air outdoors. So what can we do about it? Well, I've been using Air Doctor because it filters out at least 99% of the contaminants, like the ones I mentioned earlier, but also, of course, bacteria and viruses that can make you sick, 
especially after such a rough cold and flu season in the winter. I knew I really needed this. This is also great if you are working indoors all day, interacting with the public. Come see for yourself. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day breathe easy money back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code AFFIRMATION to get up to $300 off your air purifier. And just for Affirmation Pod listeners, you also get a free three-year warranty on any of their air purifiers. You get this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com. That's A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use promo code Affirmation. Thank you, Air Doctor, for sponsoring this episode today. And I have an example of two clients I had who were similar in some ways. Um, I'm going to call one Jack and one Alan, both successful business owners, but in a lot of ways, that's where the similarities ended. I really wish I could say Jack was able to make a lot of shifts in his core beliefs when he worked with me, but I actually don't think he did. What happened with him, he came in to see me because he was on vacation at one point and he had a physical issue that he had to get treated. It wasn't life-threatening. It wasn't expected to be chronic, but it had a huge psychological impact on him. And his core beliefs were, I can control everything and I am not weak. And having that health issue when he was in Mexico, that's where he was traveling, it it hurt him in his core beliefs. It really did. And he was fighting it like crazy. I mean, he was coming to see a counselor because of it. And I remember him specifically like with his chin in the air kind of saying to me, no, I am not weak. And yet there was this fight inside of him because he had it in the back of his head. What if this happens to me again? And he felt lucky that it happened while he was on vacation because he thought, what if this happens to me while I'm at the office and some of my employees can see it and they're going to think I'm weak and I am not weak. I don't want to look like I'm weak and take that even deeper. He was like, I can control everything. I should be able to control everything. Why could I not control this health thing that happened to me? And so my hope is Jack has now shifted his belief to something like I can control what I can control but I accept there are many things out of my control and I can manage that. Or I have tons of strengths, but I know I'm human and that there are areas where I am weak, but that doesn't make me less of a man. Now I contrast that with Alan. Like I said, successful businessman, he was a CEO in his 40s, single, respected leader, smart, kind, caring, very popular. But in the therapy room, he shared how underneath his success and his popularity, He felt hollow and he felt empty. And he actually could trace it pretty easily back to when he was a kid. And if you could just picture now a young, adventurous kid outside with a skateboard and a lot of stairs and then an ambulance. Well, Alan told me pretty much the only thing he remembers from being in the hospital is everyone, nurses, family members, parents, saying things like, it's a miracle you're alive. Or we didn't think you'd survive. And he said that's when this core belief of I'm not supposed to be alive was born. And he said, I know my professional career, it looks great, it sounds great, it is great, but I'm not supposed to be living it. I'm not supposed to even be alive. And 
That's why I'm not married. That's why I don't have kids because I'm not supposed to be alive to be able to even do those things. However, unlike Jack, Alan actually turned a lot of things around. He shifted his belief and he wrote it down on an index card and put it in the mirror in his bathroom. He made the shift from I'm not supposed to be alive to I made it through a life-threatening situation and I believe I am deserving of life. And that doesn't mean he didn't fight. And that doesn't mean he didn't have a fight on his hands when he was trying to try on this new belief. He said when he was going on a date that he had no clue if it would become a relationship or not. He was shaving before going to pick her up and he could feel it inside that that sense of, I'm not supposed to be old enough to even meet her. And he said, he would read out loud the index card. I made it through a life-threatening situation and I believe I am deserving of life. And then he said he would add a belief that would apply to the situation. And in this case, he said, I am old enough to meet her. And so as you go through the worksheet, as I went through the worksheet, you'll come up with some new, different core beliefs. But I really wanted to just bring up the point that that doesn't mean your old beliefs aren't going to go down without a fight. You're actually pretty wise to expect a fight. And so again, the three points I want to make are your core beliefs are so important to recognize because your beliefs feed your thoughts, your thoughts feed your feelings, and your feelings feed your reality. It all comes out in the open, whether we address it or not, whether we take a look at it or not. And it's, a, it's really important to remember that they're not necessarily truth. Some of them are flat out lies. And we got to call them out on being lies and not truths. And that if you're looking to try on a different core belief, you are in for a battle. But, but these are the battles we want to have in our lives, right? Okay. I want to share a core belief that came up for me when I filled out the worksheet, the core beliefs worksheet. And it's one that may not sound so destructive. And I was thinking like, because it's not as like sensational or like flashy or doesn't feel as deep as, um, you know, other ones. But this is one that came up for me. And I just want to be honest and transparent with what came up for me. I don't want to make up one that's like a bit more like maybe um, entertaining or like, I don't know if I'm saying this right, like interesting, I guess, to you. And I'll, I want to give you some background because mine comes from childhood. And it's that I am an only child of immigrant parents who came to Canada and didn't know much of the English language. So as a kid, pretty much as soon as I could read, I remember having to read my parents' mail and translate the mail for them so they would know why, what, what this mail was about. Um, some things were easy, like, oh, don't worry about it. This is junk mail. But other things were from the bank or the government and... It was hard. And looking back, it was quite a bit of pressure to like read and figure these things out. And I was just a kid and I wasn't at the place where I would like question, why am I doing these adult tasks? And everyone's different. Maybe for you, it wouldn't be something that would have impacted you throughout your life. And I want to ask you, what belief might you have internalized if you were in my situation? The one that came up for me is I am on my own. The next part of the worksheet says, how does this belief show up in your life? For me, it's so hard to say to anyone, I need your help. I am on my own is my default mode. It's where I'm the most comfortable. And so I often don't even consider it an option to ever ask for help. The next part of the worksheet is the world is. So if it's I am on my own, the world is 
not able to help me. And that's where my parents, they were not able to help me with homework. They weren't able to help me maneuver a lot of like cultural things that, you know, were about living life in Canada. They were quite busy working hard, putting food on the table to sit and kind of hear out, you know, how my day at school was. Like I'm Asian. We're not from a culture where that traditionally really happens. So, but I was in Canada, right? And so you kind of hear about that stuff with like through friends or through TV. I was in a world where it was like my parents were providing, but they weren't really helping me. And so to me, I internalize that. The world is not able to help me. And how does that belief show up in my life? On the worksheet, I put, I apply independence in every area of life. And remember what I said earlier, not everything about our core beliefs is necessarily bad. Our shifts just might need to be 10 degrees, 20 degrees, 30 degrees to improve our lives so much and to benefit us. Or they might need to be a 180. I know that, yes, independence has helped me in, so, in many areas of my life. As a teenager, I had friends. I hung out with friends at the mall, going out for dinner. But I wasn't dependent on that. I didn't need that. Like I remember I really enjoyed the um, Aquafit swim classes at the community center. And none of my friends were into that. None of my friends, yeah, would do that. So I just went on my own. I went to the community center and I would take these classes, these Aquafit classes. And I remember one of my friends, when I told her that's where I was, she was like, huh, I'd never do that by myself. Well, for me, independence is, is easy. Now, on the other hand, the world is not able to help me has made it really tough in my marriage at times. And I've realized with my husband, because what will happen is, you know, 99 times out of 100, I will go through life day to day and I won't need his help. And then there's that one time that I need his help and he isn't helping me. And then I get really upset. I get angry. It's like, why aren't you helping me? And I realize, like, how is he supposed to know that this time I actually want and need help when all the other times I didn't? For whatever it might be, it could be something so small too. And early in our marriage, my husband actually said to me, look, if you need help, I won't know unless you tell me. And sometimes you have to make it really clear. He said, why don't you say, we'll have the, the phrase, I need your help. And when I hear you say, I need your help, I know, okay, oh, I need to help you. Put down what I'm doing and help. And I know that sounds so simple and I know that sounds so like obvious and I know that sounds so easy to follow through with. But for me, because it's such a core belief that, that I'm on my own, the world is not able to help me, for me, not even to say those words, I need your help, but to think of saying I need your help is actually quite foreign. But I know for me, this is a really cool strategy for managing my core belief shift, but that it's going to take a long, long time. And I'm okay with that because I know changes aren't going to happen overnight. Core belief changes totally won't happen overnight. It's really like reprogramming. It really is reprogramming your brain and nervous system. And anytime we're doing that, it takes practice, it takes work, it takes patience, and it takes determination. I'm really excited to share about this new sponsor today. This episode is sponsored by AquaTrue. You need to hear about this. I've been using it every day. 
because I want to make sure I'm drinking enough water every day, but not just that, what kind of water am I drinking? So why do I love AquaTrue? First of all, the one I have works with no plumbing installation needed. Just like with all the AquaTrue purifiers, my carafe uses a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. That means it removes 15 times more contaminants than those ordinary pitcher filters. That's what I was using before, and I can taste the difference, but I can also see the difference. I don't just use AquaTrue for the humans in the house. I have a jug where I put the water for our plants and our dog that I could tell the water was cleaner and clearer than what I was using before. The setup was easy and AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Look into this. It makes a great gift too for weddings, high school grads, college grads, especially if they're athletes or very health conscious. And just for you, today, Affirmation Pod listeners receive 20% off any of the AquaTrue purifiers. Just go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U dot com and enter code AFFIRMATION at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier. Again, I have the carafe, but take a look at what you would need for yourself. Go to AquaTrue.com and use promo code AFFIRMATION, A-F-F-I-R-M-A-T-I-O-N to redeem your 20% off and you're helping support Affirmation Pod. Thank you to AquaTrue for sponsoring this episode today. Okay, so the next part of the worksheet is therefore. One word, therefore. But if you look back, I am on my, the I am part, I put I am on my own. The world is not able to help me. Therefore, I have to figure it out myself, which makes sense, right? If I'm on my own, the world isn't able to help me. I got to do it for myself. I got to figure it out. And how does this belief show up in my life? Well, I've discovered many times actually that I don't collaborate very well with others. I've actually worked as a contractor almost all of my professional life. And now I look back and I recognize, okay, that has been a fit for me, right? Remember your core beliefs create your reality. And I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but I'm just saying working as a contractor, you're at arm's length from who's paying you compared to if you're an employee and on a team and going to the office every day. But again, that's also something I've had to address in my marriage, especially now we're parents. We are co-parenting. You got to collaborate. And I will admit there's been times that it actually has been freeing when I can approach my husband and say, okay, let's figure this out together. Now, once we're in the process of figuring it out together, I'm not always the easiest person to collaborate with. But it is a relief to be like, wow, I'm not on my own here. My husband is here to help me and we'll figure it out together. I don't have to figure it out for myself. So the last parts of the core beliefs worksheet are this. How would you like your beliefs to shift? And I put, I'd love to be more balanced and not take independence to such an extreme. So my new core beliefs would look like this. I am capable and can do things on my own, but I'm open to asking for help, receiving help, and being collaborative with those around me. The world is sometimes not able to help me, but I'm able to identify people in my life and in my world who are able and willing to help me, teach me, show me, guide me based on their knowledge, their experiences things that they've learned. And therefore, 
I will approach decisions and tasks by identifying who may be able and willing to help me and reach out for their help. And I want to encourage you when you come up with the new core beliefs to say them out loud, even just saying them. I mean, did you sense it in me? It was not, the words aren't fluidly coming out of my mouth. And that's not because I don't know how to say them. It's that I don't have the belief in them the way I do the old ones. And just that little bit I told you about how I grew up, it makes sense, right? And so this is my gift for you today. This core beliefs worksheet that you can get by going to affirmationpod.com slash core beliefs. That's affirmationpod.com slash core beliefs. If you're in the US, you can also text core beliefs to 44222. That's core beliefs to 44222 and you'll get it there. I also recognize that some of the common core beliefs that people experience that are the 180 ones, right? The ones you want to flip completely. Um, and I've experienced each of these in my life in one way or another at some point. Um, they're, I'm not good enough. I'm not deserving of this. I'm nothing. I am a nobody. I'm a failure. I am unlovable. I'll never forgive myself. I don't like myself. I hate myself. I'd have taken those and the episodes for the rest of the month are going to be addressing them. So the next episode is going to be, I am significant. After that failure redefined, then I forgive myself. And lastly, the end of month will have owning happiness and releasing victim mode. I've really wanted to end the episode here and I'm pushing myself to do something in front of you today that is not easy for me, even though it is so simple and easy for other people. This is episode 61 of the Affirmation Pod podcast. I have never, never have I ever, never have I ever asked in this podcast for an iTunes review. Here we are, episode 61. I know you listen to other podcasts. I know you've heard pretty much every other podcast that you listen to. They're asking for reviews and ratings right from the get-go. And I need your help. This podcast is not ranking as high as it could. And I was talking to some podcasting friends and they made it very clear, you don't have enough reviews. And that is part of what makes people rank higher. And so they asked, are you asking for reviews on your podcast? And my excuse is no, because I assume my audience listens to other podcasts. And so they hear, they're aware of what iTunes ratings and reviews can do to help a podcast out. So wouldn't they know to do that? Of course, this is all just, when it comes down to it, I'm not comfortable asking for your help. And so I'm pushing myself out of my skin a bit and just, and of course the other layer is like, even if I ask for help, the world is not able to help me, right? Um, so, but anyways, enough of my issues. I'm asking for your help. So if you think someone in our world right now could use this podcast in their life. One thing you can do is just go on into iTunes and do any of the three things or all of the three things, whatever you feel like. Subscribe, rate, review. Thank you. And right now I'm feeling very proud of myself. Even if it's 61 episodes later, I have done something I have many challenges with doing and that is asking for help. So thanks for just even listening right now. Um, because for me to say that is a big step. All right. 
This is Josie Young with Affirmation Pod, your home for personal development. Thank you so much for tuning in, clicking play today. I'll catch you in the next episode, which is I Am Significant. Bye for now. And have you subscribed to my YouTube channel yet? It's also where you can listen to Affirmation Pod episodes, as well as some other goodies. Subscribe today by going to affirmationpod.com slash YouTube. That's affirmationpod.com slash YouTube. Thank you for listening to Affirmation Pod today. Now go be you, know you, and love you. This is Josie with Affirmation Pod. Bye for now.